ourselves doing any breathing exercises right now, but the nigga is supposed to play the same exact role of just, right? So it's not just singing a nigga, it's really preparing us to be present. That's what we're doing right now. Menachem Mendel Simcha Ben Sara. It's a very tragic accident of a, 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 a biking accident yesterday in, in, in Jersey. Someone that's close to our family. So if we could have it, uh, if you could have it in mind, that name. Okay. So I'm very happy we went right, right back into the Bnei Machshav Tova because. It felt like we were missing something, so that's, I'm very, very glad we went right back into it. And I'm also even more happy that we were able to not just learn it while we were in Shir, but also take it into our daily lives. And as you can see on the group, that people are really, it's really becoming part of, our, of, of later in the day, which is so crucial and so important than just while we're learning in here. So today what we're going to do is we're going to finish up Ot Tet. We're on page 24, and the photocopies that you have, I believe it's the... It's a, the third, second or third page? Page 24. Second page, page 24. We were speaking about taking advantage of all the different things which cause us to remember that we're alive. Remember when, uh, I'm sure we've spoken about this quite often, is that you ever have a moment where you just re realize that you're able to feel and that, that alone was a symptom? where you weren't immune to feelings and that you were actually aware and aware of emotions and your feelings. 
And just like that alone, reading that you're alive and that things actually do touch you, whether it's for good or for bad, actually play a role in your life. And that's what the Piyasetzner is saying to us in this, this parak is that every single opportunity that you catch yourself aware, that you're bichlal awake, should be used as a moment to use for your advantage to bring, that, to bring Hashem into that moment. So obviously, what were, we, what were we saying the other day? We were talking more about moments where you do need some help, you feel like you're in danger, the physical stuff, parnasa stuff. The Piyasetzner says, even though that might not seem like a spiritual a moment, you can use that as a spiritual moment. That's what we were saying last time. Today what we're going to be doing is he's going to go now a little bit to the more simchadik side of life. When good things happen, we don't usually tend to run and cry out to Hashem. I don't know, maybe you guys do. I've never had this issue where that when things are really working out, I come to for Hashem and I say, Wow, why me? Although those two words, why me, are almost always used when I'm in the dark. But when things are going good, I don't really find myself running to Hashem and saying, I, I really need to understand why this is such a good thing is happening to someone like me. I just take it for, I just take it for what it is. So <coughs> when good things happen, those are also maftechot la nefesh, keys to the soul. If you could look at the paragraph that says, v'chen b'sha'a. Okay, look in, Ari, do you have a copy? Page 24. Morning. So too in a moment when you feel like you're in your midst, Simcha. Simcha, like we said, I sold, what, what did we say? I sold uh, WNBA tickets to the Dallas Wings. I, I, sold, I sold some, I sold some stuff, whatever, right? That was the example we gave on, on Sunday? Yeah. yeah. I found my favorite Pringles that I just found imported from, from the States jalapeno or something, whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. I found something that made me feel a little bit happy. Okay? Even if it's a simcha that has to do with physical salvation, something else is happening. What's happening? Your nefesh is being revealed. Now, you may eventually not be too happy when you realize how excited you are over Pringles, but in the, in the first stage, what are you using it for? To detect where you see yourself awake and when you're not awake. Again, are the Pringles holy? Probably not. Uh, is, what was her name? Lisa Leslie? Was that her name? It's the only WNBA player I ever heard of, right? This is scary. Right? Do you know the name of the Dallas team? No, no, no. Just cause, no cause you weren't, cause, because her, she sells Dallas Wings <laughs> tickets. <laughs> I just know the Sparks, I think. The, the team in LA is called the Los Angeles Sparks. Right. Other, yeah, than, other, sure. other, other than that, I just know that one of my favorite Lakers coached and Bill Beer coached also in the WNBA. That's all I know about it, right? So there's obviously nothing really like that's going to make me feel very good about these things when I realize, wow, this is the stuff that makes me feel alive, but at least I'm aware of moments when I am alive, when I'm not. Think of the stimulation that you have when you don't check scores and you come into shul in the morning and you daven, check how awake you are then, as opposed to when you rush out of here to go and watch the replay from the night before of something and check to see when you're awake and when you're not awake. The, the, the uh, you know, the hashva'ah between the two moments, right? So, he says, Those moments are telling you things. Don't, don't ignore them. 
ויעמוד בזווית ויאמר איזה קפיטל תהילים, כמו קפיטל י"ח. And then, you, then he says, remember before we said about the capital Tehillim, about when you're feeling like you're in danger? No. Now tune in to saying a capital Tehillim that makes you besimcha. Hashem chizki tzuri ech sebo magini vekeren yeshim mizgavi. Now let me ask you a question. Does that sound insane to say a parak Tehillim after being in the market and finding your favorite Pringles? <coughs> What will eventually happen to you if you do say parak to pirke Tehillim over good little things that happen to you in your life? What will be the result of that, eventually? And what will happen to things like the, the space that good Pringles catch and you know, take up in my life? They become vacated for real, for real goodness, exactly. That, I, now, he's not saying that yet, but I have a feeling that that could really very well be. He's saying, you, meaning that now, like you saw, those little stupid things brought me so much simcha, now I'm going to attach some holiness to it and say a parak to him over how happy I am. When you stand before Hashem and, and you realize that your simcha is so dependent on, on, on if, if, if the warrior swept last night or not, so it, put, it starts to put things into perspective for you. And it starts to make things that weren't important that made you feel very happy less important. And the things that are important start, there's space for them now to, that, meaning there's vacated space for those important things to now have a place in your life. Could it also elevate the irrelevant things to being more important because you've just attached them to them? Maybe, I don't know. But let's, let's think about it. Let's do that. That's a good question. Let's take Pringles. I don't know why. I don't, yeah, the rockets. Huh? Rockets. The rockets. Right, okay, fine, take, take the Rockets, because, yeah, you're from Houston. It's a bring big... me a moment to Simcha when they're winning. It's 2-2 right now. Right. So. And then when they lose? A little bit of disappointment. Was it, we speak about this sometimes, that when, when they win, it's great. We let ourselves feel very good and happy. And when they lose, we realize it's, this whole thing is a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but when they're winning, <laughs> it's basketball, what a stupid sport. Oh, by the way, I told you the wrong score. They actually won last night. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? So you, it's, it's your choice. You, you can do it. There's no rules here, right? What, what, what are we trying to do here? We're trying to figure out when we're awake. We're just trying to see our, what our stimuli is. We're trying to really detect what, what are the maftechas for our neshama. So it could be. But eventually, at the end of the day, you know, Harden's not going to take up that much real importance in your life when you, when you bring a capital to him to the moment of when you're besimcha. Do you know what I mean? Like eventually, it won't, it won't be that role. It won't play that role. Jerry? That's interesting that he, he keeps on talking about saying a capital to him. talks about actually that a person wants to do tshuva Right, it'll so inspire you. Of, yeah, that trusting the even if you don't know what you're saying, whatever it is, it has this kayak to yeah. inspire you to do tshuva. So when we talk all about yeah. tshuva, it's interesting. I don't know that he's starting just saying, hey, just say tell him because I, I think he is because... Well, here, here he's saying take a specific tehillim that has to do with what you're feeling. Right. One of my favorite Karduner songs is three words. Tehillim mesugal v'tshuva. It's Rabbi Nachman's words. You guys know that song? Great song. Tehillim mesugal, mesugal v'tshuva. I'm going to start sending you daily audio as well. Not just Rabbi Shlomo, like every... 
Hershey, we're back to your heart right now, or little Hershey's heart, or whoever is hanging out right now. And then again, start talking your own Russian. That was David HaMelech. Now, Shlomo shows up, Jerry shows up, Ari shows up. Befiv, he starts speaking to her. I thank you so much for the greatness of your chesed. You're watching over me. So, if what caused me to say to him and then say these kind of words is, 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 is James Harden, the guy that mixes it up, I'll feel, I'll feel like such an idiot by saying, Hashem, this is the stuff I'm thanking you for, for saving me? Meaning it'll find its space in my life. And then I'll realize those things that are making me really happy, okay, I'm thank you, but they're not, they're not, I'm not being saved and I don't feel like you have hashgacha in my life when you make sure the rockets win, right? It puts everything into, into priority. And you always lead me for my best, for my, you know, whatever is best for me. Specifically now, and specifically now that you saved me with this Yeshua. And what's going to end up happening, the PSS says, when you do this, you will again feel ascending. From where? What did it come from? Simcha Gufanis. Some kind of a physical simcha. Lismoach Ba'ashem. So what is he really saying over here? He's saying whether you're feeling low, but you bring Hashem into the picture, or when you're feeling high and you're bringing Hashem to the picture, it's not only from spiritual moments, from spiritual heartbreaks. It could be from any type of shivron lev or simcha slave, but it's up to you to then attach What are you attaching it to? So again, why would we be very nervous to start being besimcha over, you know, or thanking Hashem for little shtuyot things? Because eventually we know we're going we're gonna to sound like an idiot when we talk to Hashem about thank you for saving me from not having to see my team being swept. So eventually it's not going to really take that space on us. But the only way you can make those things mean less and less in your life is if you don't ignore what arouses you. No, but Rebbe, what if it's not about um, feeling less? Meaning, you use the example of like the Rockets game, and obviously the Rockets are a terrible team and have no chance, so who cares about them? But I'm saying, though, let's say you find a parking spot. Now, that's like, wow, sweet parking spot. Now, that's not irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. It's not even bad. It's like, sweet. I'm going to like Karatsi. You know, he's like, you know, gave me a little bit Yeah, yeah, he you know was winking at me. And so, I think that if we make it into things that make us happy, that aren't necessarily Pringles that are unhealthy or the Rockets, which are bad, but like, just things that only just happen, and the follow-up is a tovah. I think it's a little bit mashugana to like actually think that I'm going to say a parak to Hillary. But I could say like, todah Hashem, you know, thank you Hashem, just kind of bringing it into, I could mean, maybe be. what he's trying to do is make the Tehillim less mumbling. And like, actually, if you feel happy, then actually connect it to the liturgy. Betach. Uh, absolutely. No, no, it, 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 I totally must scheme with you. I'm going to the extreme of, of, of things that are like Pringles, just to show that he's giving an example of anything and when we say anything, anything, when I get a parking spot, I'll, I, it's easier for me to feel that wink. Oh, wow, there's a kiff, thank you. But when I do something that seems like it, it's not really so special for me, it's harder for me to attach a, a, a bigger picture of awakening of my soul with it. Like, it's easier for me to have my soul be awakened when I feel like Hashem is looking out for me. But is this real? I mean, the Rockets are going to win. Are is actually going to say a capital to him. Hashem, chizki, madi. Up to him. Really? 
I know, one second, let's see, yes, the sports freaks in here. Let me ask you a question. If you stayed up all night and your team won game seven, okay, really, or your team lost game seven, and you come to shul at 8.15, you want to tell me that has no ashpan your shafas? Of course it does. Thank you for being real. Of course it does. No question. It, and then that, so then the question is, why do I allow that to have so much space on my emotions? How in the, what kind of world am I living in that I, we're all like that. Whether it's the rockets or not, it's others, other studio things, right? It's just an easy example of sports because we grew up in such, you know, in such a, a, a sports influ, influenced world, yeah. And another question, I had another way of saying, why bring that to shoppers when you can bring shoppers to that, when you bring a dominant to that? Instead of that 8.15, Right after the game, before you finally crack out at the end of that long night. Right. Then it's so it's like, what's valuable to me? Like, is working as valuable to me? Is my relationship with Hashem valuable to me? If if so, let me bring that into that. Just like I would bring the not the the non-Mercury stuff into my dominant. Like just like it would come into play like that. It's only logical that I would allow my dominant to come into that. Well, I'm only giving that example of when you come to Shachar, because we live in Israel and the games are usually at five, you know, in the morning. But I would say the same. I could ask you, why do it to your marv if you're living in the states and it's at night? Whenever it is, doesn't matter when. It just shows how much things, how much things that are very, very irrelevant, take up a lot of space in our in our in our hearts. Now, don't get too hard on yourselves. He's saying over here. Use that as an in, use that, use that. Uh, I'll tell you, the closest I've come to this is I was guiding once a family, and every time, and he was trying to manage his business, they had a strike, and planned, and every time there was something that good would happen, they get a call and say, okay, we beat the strike, or the trucks went out, or something, like, his wife would say, okay, nishmas, nishmas. Yeah, and they said some big rough told them like every time something like that happens and, and at first it was like wow this is really amazing it got a little annoying after, 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 after all okay we're like this was happening whole the day over nishmas like it was, it was, it was happening three times a day for the course of a week the guy was saying nishmas and nishmas like, oh, like no um, but 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 he's a really good guy and is a very successful business also and uh, and it was it really was like this is what he was talking about like like this is this is how he was managing the business from here. And what happened if it was bad? Yeah, I, I you know I don't know. Interesting. I, 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 I brought to but there there are humans like regular guys right. who are able to try to tap into this and inculcate it in, right. in their lives. Listen, I'm, I was debating to share this or not, but I figured, like, like, who am I kidding? I'm just going to have to share this, but a moment of also seeing this awakening and realizing, whoa, this makes, why does this make me feel so alive right now? Last game, I saw the Lakers at the Forum, the Forum of Hashem, the old, right, in, 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 you know, the Forum. I saw Kobe Bryant's uh, rookie game. Okay. You're awake. Right? So, <laughs> so I was in the last game at the Forum, and um, uh, I forget. The Lakers were playing uh, the Sonics, I think. Alema Shalom. Right? So, so Sean, yeah, Sean and Gary. So after the, I was with my, one of my good friends, an Israeli guy who was living in 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 LA for a few years, and right 
after the buzzer went off, we had, we, our seats were, I was the Cantor's son, all that, the, the Balabatim from the shul, I, I would score these amazing tickets all the time in Beth Jacob. So I'm getting a ticket, I got a ticket, I sat mamish behind the basket, and I sat right next to where they would go into the tunnel. So the second the buzzer goes off, I realized, oh, wow, I'm right here, so what, what are we supposed to do? Run and try to touch one of them. And, the, and I was like, ball! I said, then boy, he looked at me, he's like, and we were having such fun during the game, right? But then when I said, boy, boy, he looked at me, he's like, and I was like, what, what do you mean? He's like, what, 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 why are you doing, what you, why would you go and try to touch the body of someone who is probably schwitzing like a dog? And, and it's really no one that you'd ever invite to your Shabbos table have your kids, you know, be babysat by. Like, what? like you put everything, it was like, wait a second. Wow, what is it in me that that's my natural thing is to go and try to touch. This is like, you know, two years ago. No, this is, this is, like, <laughs> this is like 20 years ago. But still, I remember like stopping and being like aware, like, whoa, what kind of world am I, did I grow up in that I caught myself and I was awake? And instead of getting so depressed, which he's warning from over here, he's not saying it yet, but he's, he's saying, like, don't get depressed when you notice how unimportant things take up so much space in your life. Just try to be thankful for the moments of just being aware of what's happening to you. Because what can happen to us very fast is we get aware of these things and we're like, oh my God, I wasted my life. By, by just completely being in touch with, being aroused by things that have no relevance to my life. Right? Or I could say to myself, like, and like, oh, like Cleveland fans, you could have spent your whole, all your years being, having it really hay, lay heavy on you, the fact that there's no real winning going on. Or it could be like, it's a fun thing to be a sports fan, it has nothing to really do with my, with, my, with my life and with my neshama. But most people don't really think, feel like that when you're in it. So the, I think the danger is here, when, what's the reason to attach a capital to Helen over here? Is Makadish that moment. It's not, you say, it could be stemming from a parking spot, a Pringles, a win, or a loss. Right, or your favorite actor on TV, uh, you know, died, and you think, oh, it's so sad, as if you knew the guy. You just knew him through the prism of him pretending to be someone else every few years, right? And you just see how things that really take up so much space in you become less and less relevant when you say words like Hashem Marabut Sarai when you're thinking about the calves, right? I'm crazy. That's the tzarot in my life. Of course not. But you use these moments to for, to, to get to get into your neshama. Let's finish this. You know what will end up happening when you live like this? Every anacha, you know what anacha is? Sigh. Every single time you sigh. What's a sigh? It's an expression of some, some trigger. That's what a krecht is. You're, you're expressing, you're responding to something that's happening. He's saying you're going to end up noticing everything. And everything will end up being an indicator for you in your life. Everything. You can use every single sigh as an indicator as to where you're at and where you want to be. Even from the most simple little krechts that's coming out from the Jewish heart. You can cause a tremendous revelation in the soul. And you can use a krecht 
over peanuts on a plane to use you to bring you closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's that's the goal here. Domeh nefesh el mekom maim shenistam. He says, you know what the soul is likened to? To a source of water, to a reservoir that's been nistam, uh, clogged. Yeah. We need to, you have to find your way back to the opening of this clogged up reservoir. You'll find any way to get back to have the water to continue flowing. You'll try to do anything, any hole, poke any hole. He's saying these crafts can be used to use like holes to poke at to try to declog the reservoir. From any hole that opens, a lot of water can be derived out from, can be taken out from there. And you can, you can water all your fields and even the fields of your friends by, acting, by, by finding any moment that like he's speaking about right now. It's so beautiful. What a line, huh? I'm sure Aaron Mazel has a song for this. Umikol chor asher niftach, he's like this to take, to take right. Umikol chor asher niftach, yecholim lehotzi ma'im rabim ulehashkot et kol stotav shelo af shel chaverav. Next page, page twenty-five. Vechutz mize shetfilot vehitrachvut haitrak shuyot halalu beatzman tovot and bless you. And besides all this. The davening and the widening, bless you, the widening of your emotional arousal is always a good thing. What does that mean to widen emotional arousal? To be more alive, to feel more alive. Whether it's painful, whether it's good, it's, meaning it's always good if you're feeling something. A dead person, the body's cold, doesn't feel anything. So even if you're in pain, he's saying, but there's a widening of your capacity to feel and you put davening into it, that's always good, no matter what. And all these different types of mikvahs that are now being, they're, they're flowing from the, all the holes that we poked at our soul, because we have access to them right now. It, all, it purifies any type of taiva, any type of pollution. That's even hard for Israelis to explain right now what he said. What is he saying over here? What's the mile over here? What are you doing? Whether you're feeling good or you're feeling not good, you're staying out of a coma. That's what he's saying. And that, huh? You're alive. You're not sinking back into this lazy coma this lethargic state of mind that so many of us are trapped in for years. Remember that email Toby or Dove, one of you sent me from one of your cousins. He's listening to one of our shiurim and he wrote, he wrote back an email. He used a beautiful four letter word in there describing how am I gonna wake up? I've been sleeping for 30, well, yeah, I didn't wanna say, but. <laughs> so anyway, so, right, that moment of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, I'm don't, I just don't wanna continue being in a coma. I just don't want to. Those are very bad. Yeah. Margilot hen et nefesh lehitgalot. They they make the nefesh 
that it should become ragil, it should become used to revealing itself, meaning it won't be this rare occasion that I find my, oh wow, I'm awake. It's that I live a life that being, becoming, feeling alive is not a rare occasion, it's constant. It's always. It's a, there's a retzef, there's this continuation, this flow, continuing that throughout my day, my day is filled with moments of being aware of who I am and feeling alive. And two things begin, begin to become strong. Enthusiasm and machshava. Do you see what he did right now? He did something very interesting. He's been crying out to us the previous chapters saying, it's so sad that what happens, sometimes my machshava is strong, but my, my hitlavut isn't strong. My enthusiasm isn't strong. Sometimes I'm very passionate, but I don't have any thoughts to use it with. He's saying, you know what happens when you use every moment of being alive to have an indicator as to where you're at? There's harmony between the machshava and hitlavut, which will then cause you to have machshavot ruchaniyot, to enable you to have the purification of thoughts, which is what he began the first few prakim of <coughs> Because the cycle of gratitude ties you into... Yeah. Doing exactly those two things in those moments. See, if what I'm doing is I say, now I'm going to strengthen my machshava. For a few months we were talking about, how does one strengthen his thoughts? What does that mean to strengthen your thoughts? Right? And now we start talking about how do you strengthen, you have to be inspired to strengthen your enthusiasm. He's saying over here, you can do this work of strengthening both. Simultaneously, what? The machshava, the thought, and the hitlahavut, and enthusiasm and passion. Ve'yakel lo, it'll make it easier for him, lo'oret et nafsho ha'era ve'achama b'cholet u'v'chol sha'a. You won't have to, like, resuscitate yourself every time you feel like you want to be spiritual. You won't have to take yourself out of a coma to start. Why? Because you, you're, you're hanging out in the, in the oven. So you tap into it on, on, on will. It's there. You don't have to first, you know, like, imagine, like in the morning, when we first wake up, how, how enthusiastic are we about another day? Some people are. But by the time you're davening, right, you, by the time you spend an hour with Jeremy singing Tzuki de Zimba, you're there, you're happy, you're, very, you're already ready. You don't have to try, to try to resuscitate yourself. What happens to us so often is that we have moments, but those moments are so... Uh, how do you say? Huh? Sporadic. Yes, sporadic. There's so, and like, it's almost like, you know, I'd rather not have an awakening now because I remember what it took last time for me to actually use this in order to be there in that place. So I'd rather not even use it. But he's saying over here, when you, a yid's job is to create a day that's filled with a continuation of a flow of moments where you can live like this, where the machshava, where the thoughts and your enthusiasm are both aroused continuously. Even if you're just cracking them. Especially if you're just krechtsing all day. Those are all indicators. Back to the comment you said, well, I'd rather not do this because I know what it takes. To, that's, there's something to that. There's a lot yeah. to say to that. I, I think, though, I think that if you use that moment right there to say to yourself, well, well hold on, what are my priorities? Like, what, do I what are we really going for here? What do I really want? And then you can, you can really tap back in to say, okay, I'm willing to do this work because Perfect, this is what I want. perfect. Now, how does the PSS explain to us how to do what you just said right now? 
go to the wall and say, I don't get to And then speak your own motives. Why? Because that'll put things in priority. Exactly that. You know, and again, I know like the, the FFBs in us or the Baal in us that hear those words, go and say a prayer to him, we want us, you know, we can't deal with that because it's too much, you know, dictating and so say, so say your own words, but whatever it is that you're, it's going to take you there, it'll eventually indicate to you and show you exactly what Hershey's bringing up. Yeah, use that moment. This is so hard. Why should I try the whole thing again to do it? I remember what it took last time. And how long is it going to last? How long is this really going to last? So I already, in my machshavas, they become so weak. And my enthusiasm becomes so weakened to take on a moment of itlavut. But if I go right away, right away in the moment to the wall, and I go into that zone, now when he, when he says the kotel, the wall, what do you think he's really, like, what is he referring to? Place, yeah. yeah, meaning like the wall over here, not, you know, it... it we, we do refer to the wall quite often as a place that you stand before in Davin. It's Davin in front of a wall, right? Or the, you know, but that's not, if you don't have a wall in front of you, that's, that doesn't work for you. They shouldn't say, oh, I don't have a wall, so I can't do what he, the PSS has said. It just means going to whatever place that is where you have a moment to, to go inside your heart. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think it's also just really important to get here. This is a four for you, but it's a game that where the, where the nefesh is blocked behind this wall. And this was written before Hollywood, before the Cavs, before Western culture, and just zombifies us in every way that we turn. It's stupid music on the radio, it's retarded television shows. It's like constantly just cover. It's not just a wall, but it's like the outside world will actually make more and more layers. And so we have to just manage to be so, it's so much harder nowadays. <laughs> because it's not just that we're like, we have like to pierce through. If we don't do anything, there's more and more layers that are being added on us all the time from this like culture that's just here to make, turn on the TV, go to bed, wake up, go to work, turn on the TV, go to bed, wake up, go to work. It's like just constantly another layer. Right. Another it's layer harder, and harder, and harder. harder and harder and harder. So in our in our we, we have a we have a we have our own glossary of, of definitions. So whatever, what's the word? What does the word hard mean in English? How else do you say the word hard? Worthwhile. Worthwhile. Opportunity. Or opportunity. When I, and, and I'm telling you, this is the best, best exercise for Avodah Hashem. When I catch myself saying, it's so much harder now. It is so much harder now. When I say, but that's so hard. And I change that word and I say, it's so much more worthwhile now. So it really changes the whole way I approach that which I want to approach and that which I want to do for myself. Is this hard? Is what the PSS said hard right now? What do you think? Is what he just described in here hard? I'll tell you what I think. I think it's the hardest thing in the world. I think this is crazy hard. I think it's crazy difficult. I think it's almost impossible. But my Amuna says to me, it is hard, but I believe so much. It's clear to me with that, that living a life like this, no matter how hard it is, it's so worthwhile. It's just worthwhile. Yeah, Yoni. it's really true. Like we, we, we're like we're like a you know like a dog gets whacked by the tail. All of a sudden the TV goes on and it's game seven or even it's game four. You're facing elimination. You just you just get arisen. You you come, come back from the dead. 
And then like you wake up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to work now. Like, like right. kind of like, it doesn't reach that. And uh, being that I, I've been a fan for, you know, for a long time, but I've also been a player for a long time, never at the professional level, I can really appreciate uh, one thing that, that I get visited from the players from is that uh, they've been touched and blessed by God to have gifts, uh, have, have certain gifts. But you know something? Having been on the courts all around, uh, a lot of guys have gifts of all sorts. And, uh, and many of them just tail off. Some of them go to D1, um, and then then they get jobs and whatever, and they could have done something, but they didn't get along with the coach, or something went wrong in their life. But, uh, but some of these guys were blessed, and since they're kids, like you see these guys and you know them, some of these guys you know from your hometown and since they were young and you, you know, come to the little league with them or whatever, these guys are blessed, but some of them walk around with a mitt or a basketball all over the place. It's their love of their life. And they treat it, they treat it a gift with respect. They, 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 you, know, you see them on the, on the screen for two hours, but they live their whole life on, on that gift. And we watch them for a little while and we're kicking ourselves afterwards, like, why can't I feel like that always? Well, because he treated his gift with respect. He spent his whole life on it. So you look at him and you say, oh, he's not a good guy otherwise. It doesn't make a difference because he, he treated his gift with respect. So it's, it's only a muscle. It's not, it's not literal that, we, that you say, say, oh, he's great or he's not great. It's only a muscle for everything else. Yoni, I'm so happy you said that because I had a big shift in my Avodah Hashem based on an awakening that I had regarding my feelings about Kobe Bryant. I'm very serious right now. I hated him. I hated everything about him, specifically because of the obvious with the stuff that he got, you know, with the law, as if, like, he's the only one that, uh, you know, the, all the rest are mamish, you know, getting up for daf yomi in the morning. He's the only one that gets caught with, with uh, you know. And then I realized, saying, is this, am, I, am I crazy? If I'm still going to even watch sports, am I really going to let this guy bring out such, like, I, I want to I use this little bit of time that my wife forces me to use for, my, that's my, you know, my, my, my breathing, my meditation is just sitting back and just, and just watching a little bit, right? Watching a little bit of, of basketball. There has to be something here. I can't, every time I'm watching, it makes me sick. And then I realized, like, Am I able to really admire his absolute insane level of commitment to, the, to that which he feels close to, which is the game? And then I started saying to myself, how can I use that? I say, I want to look at him and see how committed he is to his, how much he respects his gift. And then I'm going to ask myself, do I respect my gifts like the way that this guy respects his gifts? Lahavdil? Mamish. And then every time I would watch him when he was still playing, I got this sense of like always looking at my svarim and saying, how do I, is, this is my ball, how do I treat this right now? And it was a really amazing, and it really was an exercise based on, I guess it's really what he's saying over here, is that what, what they're doing with their lives is completely irrelevant to my life. But if it's in my life, Hashem is saying to me, there's a moment here to look and where, where's your, like what you, when you were talking about the respecting of your gifts, it's a beautiful concept. It's a beautiful thing, and I really do think that it falls in very, very nicely with here, because I can look at that, in, at that game and turn in, take a capital to Hillen, and then say, I see this guy who got very, very lucky, together with a lot of hard work and commitment, is where he's at. I got very, very lucky, but if I don't have that hard work and commitment, I'm not respecting that which you trust me with. Where did this come from? From watching the Lakers. It's, it's possible anywhere, right? 
obviously we're talking about things that don't harm our eyes. You're not going to right now, like choose to go watch something inappropriate. Look how much they take care of their beauty. I want to also take care. Let's not kid ourselves. That's kindergarten. That's that's not that's not for here. So look, all of us know more or less what we're going to be doing till twelve o'clock today. Do do most of us know what we're going to be doing till twelve? Till eleven? Can we say the same? <laughs> So it's 9.35 right now, right? So till 11. Let's say just take the next hour and a half. Most of us know what we're going to be doing and who we're going to be around. And we have some kind of an idea of how our mornings are going to be. Okay. Why am I saying that? Because I want someone, I want two people right now to show us by example how they're going to take what we learned right now and imply it into the next hour and a half of their morning based on how, what they're assuming is going to be happening to them in the next hour and a half, who they're going to be interacting with. That's really what it's about, because those are the, the biggest <coughs> triggers, right? So how are we going to take this learning that we did right now and make it alive in our lives this morning that we yeah, have I in just, front of us? I had a moment just now, maybe if this counts, because <laughs> we're in the 9.35 time frame. Yeah. <laughs> Before I came, a friend of mine sent me uh, going back to basketball players and allowing their uh, worlds to impact yours. Um, KG, Rondo, Perkins, and Big Baby were sitting around in a reunion. And all they were doing was trashing Ray Allen. Like, in a way, <laughs> I've never heard a basketball player say, you know, they lost respect for him when he went to the Heat, how terrible, and we were a family. And this was two days ago. Two days ago, I saw on Instagram, Ray Allen is walking through Auschwitz. Right. And sitting here and learning this, I have tremendous Akaras Tov. I have tremendous Akaras Tov to, I can speak personally about the worlds that we left behind, whether it was even in Eretz Yisrael or in America. Right. And what this Chabura is. Like, this Chabura has moved to the Ray Allen Side Lahavdil, or maybe we have to say Lahavdil with a, a guy like well, that. What he's doing right now is very holy to, work. Yeah. From uh, a bunch of guys sitting around. At least I, that's how I feel. I don't know what I, I'll speak about for myself. And I have tremendous Akaras for that. Shakach. That's amazing. I dare everyone here to not YouTube the first part of what he said right now. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the test, right? A friend of mine took him there. Simon Taylor is on the to, to, the, to, the, to the Holocaust Memorial in Washington. No. To oh, to Auschwitz. When he left the heat to go to Auschwitz? You know, he's, he's taken all of his teammates, he's, all the teams yeah. he's ever been on, he what? takes them to the Holocaust. Whenever, they're in Was whenever he was in Washington playing the Wizards, he just got rewarded by the, yeah. He takes the teams, he takes his teammates to go through the Holocaust Memorial. It's a, he's going through something really crazy. Okay, anybody else want to take, tell, tell us how they're going to take right now what we just learned, uh, what they think will, will probably wake them up, and even if it's something that's not so holy, so to speak, and what they plan on doing with it? If you know more or less what you're going to be doing in the next hour and a half, unless everyone's just learning Torah for the next hour and a half, and it's not such a big deal. I'm specific about what I plan to do in the next hour and a half. Uh, I had a meeting I'm going to, but I'll have to see how I can bring this into that, but... While we were learning, one thing that, that I was thinking about is what, what I think he's, he's saying, which I, I know for me has been a good tool, is not just thinking about things that on the surface seem bad, but saying, you know, 
thank God, um, it can always be worse by saying, thank you, Hashem, for, for not making it worse. And that's the, the beginning of opening up this positive line of thinking. Absolutely. If it, you're, you're giving gratitude even when something bad has happened by saying, like, I can look around me and think of a million other people or a million different circumstances, right. which are much, much worse than It's mine. a very high level because most of us feel fake when we do that. That's not fake. That's the most genuine thought in the world. For who? When we do what? I'm sorry. When, we, when, when, really we, when we thank Hashem, <coughs> even when we can't understand something. It's not just understanding something. Huh? That's a... I'm saying, I agree. I'm, I'm trying to explain what prevents us from going to that place. You know? Absolutely, it's real. It, can be, it, it is the most real. It's a, it's a hoda through emunah. It's not a finish, because I've said this before, but for me, there's a few things that I, I know how my morning's going to play out. There's one thing that's been, in my life that's been a real like boost for me, which is like the exercise and running in the mornings. And while I'm running, for me, I really do have a real spiritual awakening. I got this from my stepdad, Tom O'Brien, best guy. He tells me that's when he does his his, his He talks to Hashem when he's running. Hashem just like, and it's, such, it's so amazing how he puts it. Just let me go get over this hill. Like, just let me get a little bit higher. Just let me go a little bit farther, faster, longer. But I've been telling myself that, that I'm going to tap into this while I'm doing the exercise. Not after or in the end. During. Not like kind of just in my mind, but like maybe with an actual action, like with actual yeah. words. So, uh, yeah, I think. Let's, let's really try to pay, pay attention to the krechts today, to the size. Pay attention, let's see what we could do with really spending more time realizing any trigger, any emotion, and how we're, if we're able to bring a Kaddish Baruch Hu into the picture as much as we can today. And slowly, slowly, okay guys, it's not thing you take on full on and no expectations to truthfully live like this right away. Slowly, slowly, the retzef, the continuation, the flow of popping more holes into the reservoir that has been nistam in our life, that's been clogged up, will, will produce for us, they will provide for us an ongoing flow into our field. And when he says, v'chen b'chavero, and it'll also start to water the fields of your friends, what does he mean by that? He doesn't mean that you're going to become a person that then says, okay, now you do this, you do this. Someone once taught me the best way of hashpa, best way of kiruv in the world. You can pour, if I, let's say that the coffee or the tea that's in here is, 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 is love and light into the world. There's two ways of influencing the world. There's one that I can take whatever is being poured into my cup and then run around and pour it into others. I have to keep on refilling like that though. And people sometimes get like, oh my God, there's nothing left for me. Yeah, I'm sorry, I have to go back and refill. Or I can just, what I I'm, what I'm really, really should do is I can keep on pouring into my own cup more and more until it starts to overflow. And then whoever is around me is receiving, is benefiting from it. And I think that that second shita is something that is harder to do because we want to feel that we're always going and helping others consciously. But when you pour more inside you, when you mamish put take care of your plant and your tzomech, like I was, I was listening last night to a beautiful shiur by my favorite, my current favorite Israeli artist, Evyatar Banai, Mayor Mayor Allah Shalom's brother. He was talking about the emunah, something that you water, like a plant. Rav Arush speaks about this. This is brought down everywhere. 
you do your own plant. You put into your own, into your own plant. You found the holes in your neshama. It's going to start to pour out. Naturally, everyone will benefit. Not by you running around and telling people what to do. And not by you going around and saying, listen, this works for me. This works for me. That doesn't usually work. But it's by you, the natural, mamash, the natural result of making sure that you're putting into you, into your relationship with Hashem, <coughs> will benefit everyone. And that's what I think he means over here. <laughs> From any hole that opens and I start to pour into my own cup, <laughs> you could bring out a lot of water from any hole. <laughs> and you can water all your own fields, <laughs> and your fields of your friends also become watered. Not because you're going there with your hose and putting it on their fields, but because they're naturally, they're the ones that are right next to you, and they're naturally benefiting. I just want to tell you guys, when I see one of you go through something really, really strong, even if I'm not even quite sure what it is, but I see that there's something that's happening inside. Something, I don't know what it is, and, I, and I'm in your presence, I, it, it affects me tremendously in a very, very strong way. And I think that everyone feels that about each other, and that's the goal here. That's the goal that we become re- close in a real way that each of us is benefiting from every other person's pouring out of the heart and popping open their own reservoirs that have become clogged over the years. That's what we're here to do. All right, we'll continue Thursday, Bezrat Hashem. And remember, tonight, gotta, tonight's a big one. Pesach Sheni. Eat your matzah, the holiday of second chances. We learned last night that Amalek attacked Am Yisrael on Pesach Sheni. Because Amalek is the biggest anti-Pesach Sheni in the world. Second chances. Second chance? Sorry. Sorry. You gotta make a point out of tonight. Tap into Pesach Sheni.